podcasting from Knoxville along the banks of the mighty Tennessee River. This is the Startup Knox podcast featuring interviews with local entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Brandon Bruce, and today we continue our series of interviews in partnership with Webb School of Knoxville. Each student in the Introduction to Entrepreneurship and Design Thinking course will interview a local entrepreneur. In this episode, Elaine Leith, class of 2022, interviews Miranda Vandergriff, owner of Vagabondry. Thank you for setting up the interview with Miranda. It's, it's, it's your show. I'm, I'm out of the hot seat now. I just have to watch. Okay. Um, this is Miranda Vandergriff. Um, she's the owner and artist behind Vagabondry. Is that on Etsy now? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. She has an Etsy store now. Two. Two Etsy stores. Two Etsy stores. <laughs> and um, she specializes in design. Oh, and uh, graphic design and hand lettering. So tell us a little bit about what you sell on your Etsy shop. Yeah, so I um, started Vagabondry out of actually a watercolor class that I took in college. Um, And for the final project, our teacher uh, opened up the project. We could pick whatever we wanted to do. So I decided to design a series of greeting cards. Um, I painted them, they were like this big. Um, And there were probably about half a dozen different greeting cards. And at the end, my teacher was like, you should actually make these into greeting cards and sell them on Etsy. I was like, okay, I don't know how to do that, um, but I guess I'll figure it out. So I got those cards printed and I made an Etsy shop. Is everyone familiar with Etsy? It's a handmade online marketplace. Um, It's really grown, especially over the last couple of years. Um, But at the time I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. Um, I just kind of figured it out along the way, put some things on and like nothing sold. but I kind of changed and pivoted and decided to start making some of those same designs that I liked to draw by hand and turn them into wearable products. So I made my first t-shirt in 2016 and that actually started selling. So I started making more t-shirts and sweatshirts, tote bags, and lots of stickers. I love stickers. I have my water bottle that's completely plastered with all different kinds of stickers. So it's kind of a way to express the things that I like Um, and then other people sometimes like too. Uh, I really like the idea of wearing different sentiments and interests. So that's kind of the the origin and sort of what I do now. Um, Do you have a team that helps you out or do you run the store by yourself? So Vagabondry is just me for Etsy shop, but I actually, so in addition to doing the, uh, my original designs and stuff, I also really like clothes in general, especially vintage clothes. So I actually sell vintage clothes and secondhand different stuff that I've found at thrift stores and antique shops. Um, and I sell those out of a 1978 Volkswagen bus. So like the stereotypical hippie bus, like what you think of as the hippie bus. Um, I have one of those that I take to different markets, different festivals, um, Volapalooza at UT, different maker markets, and I sell my artwork and my vintage clothes. So for that, my parents and my husband helped me out with that some, but for the Etsy shop, it's all just me. I'm the designer, I run the shop, I do the marketing. Um, it's all kind of a one woman show, but they do help me with the setup of the, the sales. So for the van, do you have to have like a certain permit for that? Or do you just like, like because you're selling stuff out of and not out of like a store? So with the different markets and stuff, they have most of that set up where they can have vendors come in, set up a booth. Okay. So most people have like a 10 by 10 booth. They'll have sometimes a tent, um, sometimes just a different display with their handmade goods or vintage goods. So it's a similar thing, but we just get to open up the van and kind of turn that into the backdrop for the shop. Okay. Um, so what did you learn in high school that, or 
What did you want to be in high school that like sort of influenced this today? So I have always liked art. Um, I've always drawn and like ever since I was little, that was, that was my favorite thing. Um, and so I started doing graphic design. Actually, I taught myself Photoshop when I was eight. Um, so it's kind of been a long time coming that I've wanted to do graphic design. But in high school, I didn't really know that that was exactly what I wanted to do. I thought I wanted to go into filmmaking. Um, so I went to governor's school for the arts in film after my sophomore year. Um, so we made short films and it was fun, but I ended up making the posters for our short films. And I had more fun designing the posters and doing the graphic design than I did doing the film. So I was like, hmm, maybe this might be something that I want to do. Um, who is the youngest? How old is the youngest person in this class? It's like, how old are you? Uh, 16. Okay, so I started my first graphic design business when I was 13. Um, I was in eighth grade and I took an entrepreneurship class. Um, and we all had to start a business. And so I was like, I like doing design stuff. I'll start a graphic design business. Um, and that was actually a really cool way to have a reason to be making stuff. So I didn't make a lot of money. I make like $20, $50 here and there, which was big bucks when I was 13. Um, but I would do like birthday invitations um, for my friends and posters. And I would design the football program for Grace Christian Academy. Um, so just kind of different things that I would have a reason to to make something. Um, so by, by the time I got to college, I had sort of this portfolio of design work that I had been doing. Um, some of my own projects, I would teach myself how to do um, different tutorials. Like I spent all my free time doing Photoshop and Illustrator tutorials. Very nerdy, I know, but it worked out for the best in the end. Okay, so what made you like decide not to do like uh, like what made you shift into clothes like retail and clothing instead of like staying visual? Yeah, so I, I actually my day job. I work at the Knoxville Entrepreneur Center It's how I know Brandon um, and I'm the creative director there So I do a lot of visual design in my day job But having bag laundry and then the second Etsy shop that I started called the iconic bride where we design um, wedding invitations and stationery that's kind of a way for me to turn these, like my own ideas and my own concepts into something that's a little bit more practical. You know, lots of people like buying art and just things to put on their wall, but I really just like the idea of turning it into something that you can, you can wear out in public and you can kind of use that to kind of stake your claim or your interests. Um, and like I said, I've always had an interest in clothing as well, so it's sort of a natural blend to do my own original designs and vintage clothes together. Okay, so what's your, uh, like your favorite form of social media to get your marketing out? I think Instagram has probably been the best for specifically my business, but I actually just got on TikTok about a year ago and have almost 75,000 followers. Um, so that has been kind of a whole new world. Um, you know, I've used Instagram for years and years and just posting like a visual or a graphic, um, you know, it, it's kind of a little bit more intuitive, but now creating video content is just like, it's an entirely different thing. Um, it's been really fun and, you know, another way to kind of combine all of my interests in one. Um, but Instagram has kind of been the top thing. That's where a lot of specifically artists and um, fashion people, like all that kind of sector really thrives on Instagram because it's so visual. But TikTok is also very visual, so they both they kind of have their different places, but I've enjoyed both of them.
Um, so what's the biggest lesson you've learned from running your Etsy shop? I, I think I've learned a lot of lessons, but one of the main things is um, if I could go back and change something starting out, I wish that I had sought out someone who knew what they were doing. I was just kind of figuring it out on my own. I went like a whole year without hardly making any sales. Um, but now working at the Entrepreneur Center, I help teach an Etsy entrepreneurship class. So it helps people get onto the platform, learn all of the actual tips and tricks from Etsy for how to get your stuff seen. Because I mean, if any of you have been on Etsy, there's millions of listings. There's so many things on there. So it's really hard to stand out among the crowd. Um, but there are, there are classes out there. There are people who have done it before. Um, and it's really great now being able to kind of be a part of that community that does have the knowledge that can kind of share that um, and having mentors, people who I can kind of bounce ideas off of. Um, that's been a really important thing that I have learned years down the line that I didn't really have at the beginning. And then the other one is probably just that with, with social media, with e-commerce, with anything that's online, there are some things that you can do like objectively to make your product sell better. But for the most part, everyone's just trying different things and figuring stuff out. So what you initially think, like this is the best idea. I love, you know, at the beginning I had my greeting cards. I realized that people didn't really buy greeting cards online and there's a lot of options out there. Mine might not have been the best, but I kind of transitioned into different products that people actually were looking for and that I had a better time. Like I had more fun selling it because I got to actually like wear my shirts in my product pictures. And uh, so trying out different things and not being stuck in one route, but being willing to kind of be flexible and learn new things. Okay. Um, what has been the biggest accomplishment for your business? Um, that's a good question. Um, I think that probably having the bus is it like that was a lifelong dream of mine I always growing up was like one day I'm gonna have a bus and I'm gonna travel across the country now my bus is a little bit fragile um, she probably couldn't make it across the country at least not without a lot of maintenance along the way um, but I've achieved part of that dream of having that really cool icon of an era that I really like I love just the whole hippie era and that whole style, it's very influential in my art, my own personal style. So having that as kind of a, a focal point for my traveling bus shop um, and being able to, you know, bring that experience to other people who, you know, a lot of people haven't ever been able to pose in front of a Volkswagen bus and it's, it's just a really cool iconic thing. Um, so being able to pair my art and the things that I love with sort of that fun experience has been, it's just been a really special thing to see how people react to it. It's definitely unique and I really like it. Um, so you've gone from Etsy to the van. Where do you see yourself in the future? Or do you think of expanding? Yeah, that's a good question. I think ultimately, you know, I love my job. I love working at the Entrepreneur Center. I love working with other small businesses and makers and artists and people who were in my shoes or who are in the place that I was at five years ago and being able to kind of help teach them what I've learned. But I think ultimately, I would love to work for myself one day, um, you know, working with so many entrepreneurs and small business owners. I just, I really admire the people who, who do that and, and kind of pursue their own thing full time. So I think eventually that would probably be where I'd want to end up. Now, whether it's Bag Laundry, whether it's this new Etsy shop that I started, I'm not exactly sure, but I know that both of those are kind of options where I get to 
you know, both express myself through my art, but also have, you know, have the, the ability to be flexible and be, be my own boss with that. So I think that that would be a lot of fun. I think having a, um, a brick and mortar shop for Vagabondry where there's vintage clothes, there's artwork, there's maybe other makers incorporated. I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, when that's going to happen, I have no idea, but I think it would be really great. Um, anybody have any questions? It's fine if not. It means I've, I've taught you everything there is to know. Yeah, absolutely. What color is the It's maroon. Yeah, so it's like maroon on the bottom and then has the white top. Um, and when we first got it, um, my parents were actually in an independent film that shot in Nashville that was set in the 60s. And so the directors bought this bus to be in the film. And then once they were done shooting, they were like, we really want to kind of keep this within the cast. You know, it's something really special. And I was like, well, I'm cast adjacent. Like my family was, was in it. So they had put all these like little peace and love stickers all over it. Had these little like dragonflies, psychedelic stickers that we ended up... Um, cleaning off. Um, so now she's just pristine and, and maroon and white. She's really fun. <laughs> yeah. Do you have like one item that you sell most or is it kind of like you talked about like selling t-shirts because you like to wear it and different things and like the stickers but is there one like that sticks out most? Or yeah the stickers are really popular because it's you know and and when you're shopping specifically on Etsy one of the tricks is that sometimes you put your bigger price items, that those can be the more viewed ones, but people may not want to spend $30 on a shirt, but that will get them to your shop, and then they'll see, oh, a $3 sticker. I can buy that. So I have this little sticker that says, kindness is radical, um, and it's it, like, it sells like crazy. I have it on my car, I have it on my water bottle, um, and it's kind of like the most popular thing, just because, you know, it's, an, it's a fun thing to, to put on your laptop, put on your car, put on your water bottle. Um, and that's the same when I'm selling in person, like the people will kind of browse around, but then they'll come up and they'll see this whole array of all these colorful stickers and these fun statements and fun art. And it's really easy. I'll, I'll sell them. Um, they're usually $3, but you know, I'll do like five for 10 or, you know, whatever. So people are like, okay, I'll take this one, this one, this one, this one. And it's really fun to kind of get to mix and match that. So you've had a lot of success with Etsy, but you started five years ago. Is it harder for new people to get on Etsy and get discovered in that now just burgeoning marketplace? Yeah. Or is it easier because Etsy is now big and so many people are flocking to it? That's that a good question. More? And it's kind of, it's kind of an in-between. So I started my second Etsy shop back in the spring and I actually started it because I got married last year. I designed my wedding invitations and I posted them on TikTok and they went viral. It has like 2 million views on the TikTok about my invitations. Everybody was like, will you sell these? Will you make some for me? And so I decided, yeah, I will sell these. Um, I turned it into a template so anybody can buy that wedding invitation, plug in their own name, their own colors, everything for their own wedding. Um, so that was back in May and I have actually seen a lot more traction with that one in the beginning stages. Than with my, my first Etsy shop. Now that may be because I know more now, it may be because I already kind of had that, that generated interest that people were looking for that product. And so once I was able to sell it, they're like, good, I've been planning to get it anyways. Um, I think that Etsy has done a lot to boost new sellers. Like they kind of give you a little bit of a boost when you first start your shop because it is so hard to enter such a vastly oversaturated market. Um, so it's kind of, you know, if you know, 
a couple of the tricks for Etsy, a couple of adding in certain keywords that people will be searching for, having great product photography. That's the first thing when you see, when you go to look for a product, you see the picture. And if it's not a good picture, if it's blurry, if it's not well lit, you're like, I don't trust that person. I, even if the product was great, the picture isn't good. So they obviously don't care that much about the product they're selling. So there's a couple things that you can do right out of the gate to help yourself. Um, but it is because there are so many sellers on Etsy. It's a little bit more difficult than it was five, six years ago, but there are those things that Etsy's doing to really help sellers out. Because ultimately they want you to make sales because they make their money from you making sales. Uh, last, last question from me at yeah. least. And, and I don't know if Colin has a question because he's a TikToker. Um, <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> so when, when did you join and what was the process like of like you posted and a few people followed or your first post and everyone went bananas off of it? Like what, what is, what happened? Oh, so TikTok is a secret. Unless it's like Fight Club. No, like we don't it, talk about well, and it's, it's, it's so funny because TikTok is so different than any platform I've been on. You know, I've been on Instagram, I've been on Twitter, I've been on Facebook for more than 10 years because I'm ancient. Um, and TikTok just, you know, it's kind of been around for a little while, but it especially blew up during the pandemic. And the thing about the algorithm is that you don't have to be following someone to see the post. If TikTok sees that people are, are starting to get traction on it, they will just keep putting it on people's feeds. And so with Instagram, you know, you see posts from people that you follow. Sometimes you go to the explore page and you'll see other things. But TikTok is almost exclusively people that... You, are not following you, seeing and interacting with your with your posts. So I had posted maybe one or two videos, um, and then I posted about uh, for my wedding. I actually wore a dress from Goodwill. Um, it was twenty four dollars. It was probably from the seventies or eighties, and I reworked it. So I took the sleeves off, added different sleeves. So I made a video about that, and that's kind of the first thing that started to blow up. Um, and I was like, whoa, where are all these people coming from? I have like 10 followers. How are they seeing this? But that's kind of how that algorithm works. That if you, if you hit something and there's, there's not really a formula for what goes viral. Um, so, you know, some things you can kind of tell it's like, okay, yeah, that, that's something that people can connect with, or it's something really interesting. Um, but there are just some of those things that just blow up instantly. Um, and you know, you have 10,000 views within an hour. Sometimes that's, you know, that's, that's a, a kind of a rare few things that you'll post. Um, but, and then from that, you start getting a lot of followers just from, you can get one video with a lot of, a lot of views. My brother, uh, he has Down syndrome and he has a photography business and he posted one video that has over 10 million views and it got him like hundred thousand followers within a day. So that's just kind of how the platform works. And it is so different than anything else. You know, I've been on Twitter for like 10 years and I've, and have not broken a thousand followers. Uh, so it's very, very different from other social media platforms in that way. It's really interesting. Everyone else here might have already known that. <laughs> As a fellow ancient, I'm like. That's yeah, I've, I've learned a lot over the last uh, year and a half. <laughs> Love it. Awesome. Well, thanks a ton. Yeah, Brandon, thank for you guys so much.